Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Laws with Restore or Retreat. It's great to be back in studio with you, Simone. I know we had a little gig on the road last weekend. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That was so much fun. I'm so glad that we went to the cook-off for the coast. Uh, it turned out to be a very beautiful day. The weather Gorgeous. cleared uh, over at Docville Farms and, and Violet. Yeah, it was uh, in my neck of the woods. You saw and, people you knew from know, high school. I loved to, it. People you, you grew got, up with. You got to meet some of my people. I got to meet your dad. <laughs> yes. And your my godfather. Dad showed up. My yes. family showed up. So he we were well represented. He showed me pictures of little shop. Oh, Lord. Okay, yes. here we go. Yes. Well, we need it, to get together it more was often a good day, um, but, um, you know, so much delicious food. I mean, I don't know right. how the judges did it in terms of, you know, picking the winners and all of them were incredible. And I loved seeing, you know, Shalmet High School participate. Yeah, Nichols uh, Culinary Nichols, School was there. You know, yeah. it was all ages, all backgrounds, but a great day. I think over 500 people showed up in total. And so huge thanks to Chris Haynes and Blaze Pezold of the Marrow Foundation, who we've had on before. I saw Isabella out there, too. She Isabella was doing was some there. art. <laughs> St. Bernard Parish government um, and their coastal division. So, yeah, and a great event. And hopefully, you know, it'll continue into the future and build on the success from this year. Yeah, all to benefit Nunez and their program there, mm-hmm. as well as the 4-H. Um, they were, out, were both out there with tables, as were some of our other friends at uh, Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation, uh, Audubon, mm-hmm. uh Store the Mississippi River Delta. Our friend John Fallon was out there. The other Audubon. Audubon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Well, and of course, we had the Misho Melody Makers yes, who we got to know really a little great. bit. They were really awesome. Great. And then chef friends like Nathan Richard yes. and Mike Brewer. I'm, I was and, so impressed by the cooking demos. Yeah. I, we're kind of obsessed with cooking shows in our house. So it was awesome to see it live in person. And it smelled so good. And and both Chef Mike and, and Chef Nathan, they were really great. And um, I think they got a really great response, too. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll definitely have to go on the road more. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you think Louis will take us with the Michu Melody Makers? Maybe. Oh my God, how love fun this. would that be to tour yeah. with the band? <laughs> so I kind of took it to the next level. I was, I was like, okay, wait, I have a couple of questions to ask you. Oh, yeah. You were, you were like full on turning it into Adult Dispatches <laughs> we episode. The interview. But... We need to bring Louis back on if we can. Oh, my God. He has to be a guest on I'm the like, show. How, how does one learn how to okay, play Okay, that's fiddle? happening. We're actually yes. going to interview I love him it. on the show in an upcoming episode. And we need to have Nathan back, too. Yes. But for now, we have some great guests we do. on the show. We're so excited. I think we alluded to it in a pre- prior episode. But Delta Dispatches is going national. National, whether you like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) We are joining uh, Coastal News Today and the American Shoreline Podcast Network. So our podcast is going to be distributed via that network to audiences around the country. And we have two of the hosts of Coastal News Today on the show to tell us about the network, to tell us about their show, and, you know, just to learn more about ways that um, our issues here are going to get out to different people around the yeah, country. Yeah, we have a little home field advantage on this one. We we had a chance to be on their show, and now it's a, a chance to have them back on. So we do want to bring our uh, both of our guests online. Peter and Tyler, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, guys. Welcome. Uh, Peter Ravella and Tyler Buckingham. Um, so we have a lot to talk about, and again, we're so excited um, that we're going to be partnering on, uh, you know, both distribu- distributing pod- our podcast, but also we discussed um, sharing, uh, you know, guests and seeing if we can have guests from um, some of the shows that you have on your network and, and you know, some of the other places around the world that are um, experiencing these issues on Delta Dispatches. But first, we want to learn a little bit more about you. So, 
Peter, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your background and who's your mama, where you went to school. That's yeah. what they ask here in Louisiana. That's the Louisiana version. But yeah, just the, the general background and, and how did you get into radio and podcasting? Well, uh, thanks a lot, Simone. And thank you, Jacques, for having us on uh, Delta Dispatches. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I've been working on coastal issues for about 25 years as a state regulator and as uh, a, in the coastal engineering profession and working on permitting and grants and projects. Um, but after a couple of decades, we started to see that, you know, there were some common themes out there that uh, weren't getting talked about enough. And, and uh, so we tried to, uh, Tyler and I uh, cooked up the idea of putting Coast News together uh, today back together and adding the uh, American Shoreline podcast. <laughs> and uh, so I'm trying to bring my background in marine biology and environmental law and coastal management and coastal consulting uh, to a broader audience. And we're pretty thrilled to do it, and we're especially thrilled to do it with you guys. Bring a little fun into your life, right? <laughs> After all those serious topics like engineering and, and that kind of stuff. So... You said that uh, it sounded like this was something that already happened, Coastal News Today, or this was something that you guys started? Well, you know, Coastal News Today was an engineering news service that was started by a couple of guys at Coastal Technology Corporation in Florida, and it plugged along for about five or six, seven years, and uh, eventually they let go of it. And uh, I always read it because it was a good technical publication, so we... We contacted them and resurrected it and then transformed it, morphed it, and uh, added the podcast network to, uh, to really bring that expert commentary and insight uh, in a more vivid way to the, uh, to the public. Yeah, and we definitely want to dig into the podcast network and all the great shows that you all have, including Delta Dispatches now. Um, but first, oh, let's hear a little bit about Tyler. Tyler, tell us about your background and how you got into this world. Well, yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a beach boy born and raised from Southern California, and a, I ended up going to college out in Washington, D.C. So uh, You're bi-coastal. You went the other way. <laughs> I went the other way. And uh, when I hooked up with Peter back in 2015, it was kind of a, a melding of two worlds, the policy world from Washington, and, of course, we're talking about this resource and environmental space that I love and cultural space that I love. And in between there, I interned with the filmmaker Ken Burns, and I really learned the power of storytelling and media. And uh, from the very beginning, Peter and I were talking about how cool it would be to start a media company and dive into these you know, intense details and complications that are the American shoreline. And when Coastal News became available, uh, it was kind of just things just kind of fell in place. And uh, we picked up Coastal News today and started thinking how we could improve it and broaden the discussion, expand it out from just kind of being a science and engineering uh, space and expand into the into what really is the entire coastal space and talk about how, you know, everything from tourism to advocacy to coastal engineering and and. Uh, restoration. These are all interconnected with shipping and, and ports and waterways. It's all interconnected. So we needed to start a conversation and have a platform for this conversation and a place where we can really tell the story of the American shoreline. So Tyler, and 
where, where do y'all get all this content, right? Y'all do a daily blast every day, you know, is it stuff that y'all look for, people send you guys? I mean, y'all have such tremendous content in addition to the podcast, which we're going to talk about later. But like y'all said, it's just a resource where they have, you know, just one place to find all that info. Well, you know, one of the things I would say about the modern era and social media and, and just the Internet generally is that it it's so much easier to produce this content. So really all we've done is reached out to these thought leaders, people who are at the top of their craft from across the coast of space. We've provided them a microphone and told them, tell us what you want to tell us. What's important? You're the expert. You tell us and really empowered these people to, to make their own shows. Uh, we run the network. We, we encourage them. We coach them, of course. So, you know, we want it to sound as good as possible. As Peter says, we're in spring training. We're, we're always <laughs> trying to get better at what we do. But uh, really, the, the expertise and the voices are out there. Uh, all we did was provide the, 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 the platform. Uh, p- provide the, the back-end support. You know, we edit the shows. We we help these folks tell their story and get the conversations that they know need to happen out into the world. And we want to talk more about those shows and those stories, but we have to head into a break. So stick with us, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. Hi, I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important, the Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress. That has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM, always available on deltadispatches.org. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Laws with Restore or Retreat. Before the break, we were talking to uh, Peter and Tyler about the American Shoreline Podcast Network, as well as uh, Coastal News Today. So tell us, guys, wait. Where can we find all this information? Uh, What's the website, Twitter? We were talking about social media. Tell us all those good details. Mm. Well, you know, the website is coastalnewstoday.com, quick and easy to find. Uh, That is our aggregator, our news aggregator site uh, for information from all over the world, principally America, but worldwide. And then on 
the podcast network on Apple Pods or Google Pods, Spotify, Anchor FM, or like people say, wherever you get your pod, <laughs> a single subscription to the American Shoreline Podcast Network brings you into the universe of a conversation of the American Shoreline, 16 different podcast hosts in there, and a, a really cool place to easily uh, jump into the middle of what I think is the most fascinating conversation on the Internet. And you all have a number of shows. I mean, um, the one that you host, let's start there. I mean, so what do you all talk about on your show? Um, who are some of the guests that you've had and kind of what's the focus? Wow. Well, the American Shoreline podcast is the flagship show uh, of the network. And uh, yeah, Tyler and I co-host that show together. And uh, first of all, we're becoming more and more uh, dedicated to talking about what our hosts are doing, which is fantastic and what's happening around the American shoreline. But it's a general interest coastal show that uh, really has a wide uh, aperture, a very wide focus. Uh, we've had the director of the National Hurricane Center on the show. We're going to have Tim Gallaudet, who's the uh, administrator of NOAA, coming up soon. Uh, the president of, well, this is, the, this is one of the my president. The president. Of, <laughs> the president of Ireland is coming on one of the hosted shows. But we really want to reach out to technical people, science people, stakeholders along the coast on the American Shoreline podcast and really uh, invite that broader conversation to the table. And, and Tyler, I mean, you know, obviously our show is focused on coastal Louisiana and issues here in Louisiana, but um, you're, you know, tackling these topics from across the country. So, I mean, are you seeing similarities in the regions in which you're, you know, discussing some of these issues or, you know, are there connections that you you all are able to make by taking that more national yeah, perspective? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some of the other hosts, right? They're talking about public access and recreation, coastal economics, right? You know, changing environments. Yeah. So, that, yeah, are y'all absolutely. seeing similarities? Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt that when uh, you zoom out from your specific geographical area that maybe you might be familiar with, you will see trends uh, across the American shoreline in all of those areas you've just mentioned. Um, and of course, there, there are, when we first started uh, Coastal News Today, we were like, you know, let's, let's uh, not have a dedicated section for climate change. Uh, but one thing that is just absolutely undeniable and is on the, the fore of everyone's mind these days when when discussing issues on the American shoreline is the issue of climate change and sea level rise. And I would say that that, above all else, is the is the common theme that regardless of where you are really in the world, uh, people, pros, stakeholders, serious scientists and people that really whose job it is to manage shorelines are preparing for changes that are happening to our climate. So, you know, we're going to um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the connection between Delta dispatches and the network, too. But let, let's stay on that Louisiana kind of theme. You know, from your perspective, Jacques and I are, are here all the time. We grew up here. We live here. But from an outsider, outsider's perspective looking in, what what do you see is the biggest challenge facing Louisiana? And then. I'm always kind of ever the optimist. We, we want to hear the biggest opportunity, too. So, um, Tyler, Peter, I don't know which one to use the optimist um, and which one's the pessimist, but I'll let you dig that out. <laughs> I think we're both pretty, try to be pretty optimistic. But, you know, Definitely. Louisiana is just such a 
uh, clear, clean case of the issues on the American shoreline and in what I call the land-water interface, this very special geographic area where the land meets the sea. Um, here, are the, Here's what it looks like to me up here in Austin, Texas. Huge, uh, of course, shipping and port industry that drives the waterways all along the uh, Mississippi River Delta and up into New Orleans and all of the ports, the commercial ports along the shoreline. A major oil and gas industry on the Louisiana shoreline. A tremendous commercial and recreational fishery in this same geographic space. Throw in the real estate and the urban and the tourism, and you start to see this mix of interest that, that congregates around the shorelines all over the world. And what's interesting when you step back is when you look at, say, San Francisco Bay or Puget Sound or the Port of Long Beach on the West Coast or over to the East Coast, the dynamic relationships between those parties and those interests is almost always present. What's unique is the balance of them, the political influence of them, and the specific resource or economic issue at play. But in almost every place we look, we will find stories about how to reconcile, for example, the interests of an upland landowner and a beach-going public and how to get to the beach and do you get a right to be there and what are the restrictions uh, allowed. So that kind of broader perspective, I think, is so powerful because you begin to see how these balances are made, how solutions are crafted that might be different from your own. And, you know, you know, what we believe is America needs to look closely at what Louisiana is doing because Louisiana is a leader in this on this issue, um, certainly nationally, if not internationally. There's a lot to learn from the folks in Louisiana. Well, thank you. I mean, we certainly think that ourselves here and we talk a little bit about that. But to hear from someone uh, of your perspective who is speaking to so many different people, um, you know, that really is uh, powerful. So um, give us a little bit of a, an overview of some of the shows that we might find on uh, the, the podcast network. Sure. Uh, you know, we have a tremendous slate of shows that we're all we're very proud of. Uh, and they cover these different uh, areas of concern. Uh, for example, we have a, a shipping and maritime podcast called Ship to Shore, hosted by a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist named uh, Bob Frump, Robert Frump. Really great show. Uh, we have the Capitol Beach uh, with Derek Brockbank, who I know is uh, who, who your guests or your listeners are familiar with. Uh, where he talks about federal coastal policies. Uh, and we have a show called Next Gen Waterfronts with Dan Martin out of Chicago, uh, a recreational economist. And he talks about the economics of shorelines uh, around America. Uh, we have a new podcast uh, coming online uh, on coastal literature, hosted by Leslie Ewing out of the Bay Area of That's California. Neat. Um, so we, we have a, a – I, and I could go on. Uh, we have so many shows. Really, I, I encourage well, your listeners to go to CoastalNewsToday.com and uh, hit the American Podcast, the American Shoreline Podcast Network, and give them all a look. They're, they're really great, great hosts who are all experts in their field uh, telling the story of the American Shoreline. And I see that you each uh, host your own podcast uh, and separately. Is that correct? Yeah. That's right. So you have, uh, Peter, you're with the Local Gov Pod? 
I do have the local government podcast called the Local Control Podcast, and my focus is on interviewing city and county and uh, port people and the folks who are elected to make the tough calls between the competing interests on the shore. That's the Local Control Podcast. And a couple others that are fantastic, the Waterlog Podcast, our second Washington, D.C. policy show with Howard Marlowe and Dan Ginolfi, uh, who are real pros on water resources spending and the federal budget. Uh, so if you're running a port, those guys are fantastic. Uh, Michael Poff uh, from Naples, Florida, with the podcast for Building Beaches Better, uh, is, a, is a coastal engineer who's done a lot of work on the American shoreline and uh, fantastic. Well, great. Valente from Boston, the Sea Change podcast, one of my favorites. She's so awesome. She's really great. We'll we'll have to check out more. We're about to head into a break, but we'll talk more when we come back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. From the bottom of the Marianas Trench, this is ASPN, the American Shoreline Podcast Network. News for the pelagic-minded. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM, always available online, deltadispatches.org. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. And Peter, Tyler, welcome back to the show. Um, as you may have heard if you've listened to prior Delta Dispatches episodes, we like to ask our guests fun questions. It's a little bit oh, of I a... I wonder if there are other podcasts do that. <laughs> a little bit of a tradition, you know, to, to kind of get to know the guests better. And it's get... like a twisted icebreaker. You learn a lot about people when they come yeah. on. So I guess I have a fun question for you both. Um, pretty straightforward. What is your favorite American shoreline? Oh, well, I'll, I'll lead off because uh, it's it's very easy. Faria Beach, uh, what my my home beach in uh, Ventura, California. Uh, it's I, it's where I grew up, and and it's just when I close my eyes and I envision my my shoreline, that's where I would be. We should also let you guys know that Jock and I are going to require site visits to each answer. So <laughs> I have a good Happily. one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I, I'm like Tyler, although I have not lived much on the West Coast. I was I was in Portland for some years, but uh, I'm a huge fan of the Pacific Northwest shoreline, and I'm especially uh, a fan of the Olympic National Park shoreline. Oh. Uh, just God, it's such an amazing place, and the furthest northwest corner of the Lower 48 uh, is an it, it's just spectacular there. The size of the Pacific, the depth. The color, the and the, and and the, and the wildlife there is is still big and powerful, and it's just my favorite place. And uh, hard to get to from down here in Austin, but uh, the Olympic National Park shorelines, my favorite. Well, Jacques and I never answer our own questions, but I think I'm going to make you answer this time, Jacques. <laughs> okay, you're uh, a California dude for yeah, a while. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll just go with the fact that like you know Louisiana has a few beaches but not like we're not like like half a beach right exactly <laughs> so you know Louisiana is my favorite coast as far as shoreline um, I would have to agree with Pacific and go with um, the Point Reyes National Seashore that was kind of my uh, you know nice. place where I would go when I was living in the Bay Area to just kind of get away and it's so beautiful you can go on hikes there for for days and just 
same thing wildlife and views just it's breathtaking how about you that is a cool place well, I, I am a true hometown girl, and I'm going to have to say Caminata, which is my absolute favorite oh. beach, um, <laughs> because it's brand new and because uh, it's easy to get to. It's here in Louisiana. It defies everything one would think about what a Louisiana beach looks like. It's beautiful white sands. Um, but I do have to say, if I could stretch American just a smidgen, um, we went to Vieques in Puerto Rico, and they have like 13 different beaches and they all look crazy different from one from the other from one inlet to the other so i'll have to say that that's one of my favorite places too Simone so. making me look bad mm-hmm. for not picking an insane mm-hmm. i wanted to place. expose you mr <laughs> abel you are not a caminata guy all right well so, tyler peter before we were talking about some of the other podcasts that you have um i guess that they probably don't have questions quite like that but we do want to talk about let's talk about this beach shack Let's talk about yeah, that. Well, <laughs> uh, that's my show, and uh, it 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 was originally set up to be a show about coastal real estate and uh, home ownership along the the American shoreline. And uh, what it's turned into is a little bit more of a catch-all about what it what it what the experience is like to be a coastal resident and and identifying as a coastal resident and. I tell the stories of, of communities and individuals who uh, have through their, through their identity as being coastal residents and uh, living on the shoreline have developed some sort of a perspective that, that is unique. And I think that it, it's important to offer that to our audience because these are the folks who you know, pay the taxes, that see the, see the changes day-to-day on the shoreline. They're the people that rent their houses, that, uh, that vote in local elections and decide how local shorelines will be locally controlled to get back to Peter's show. So uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of morphed a little bit. It's a little bit more of a cultural show. We got that. That's a that's a catchphrase here. We got that. <laughs> we got that culture. We got that culture. Well, let's talk a little bit about our partnership. So, you know, we talk about this. Um, Jacques uh, does not have to be, but I need to be more professional. Let's talk about this exciting partnership where you're making me up my game a little bit between Delta Dispatches and the American Shoreline Podcast Network. How did the idea come about and what does it mean? Well, I, you know, we... We were been keeping our eye out since the beginning on uh, who brings an insightful, intelligent, credible perspective to the complex issues on the American shoreline. And we came across uh, Delta Dispatches. Uh, during the ASBPA conference, um, I believe is when, or, or might have been before, and, you know, I loved it from the beginning. And, and partly, uh, I admit to this, I find Louisiana mysterious in many ways and trying to get my uh, head around what's happening there given the scale of the issues and the complexity of the administration of solutions and the number of players it's it's daunting and i was like god how do we we can't you can't have something called the american shoreline podcast network and not have louisiana as a centerpiece and we just were so lucky to find you guys who are doing a great show. And so the partnership for us is, is a total win. I hope it's a win for you guys. It is such a, it's such a pleasure to have 
this affiliation with with your show and the organizations behind it. It's tremendous. And uh, just so you know, Simone, he said intelligent, credible. I think clearly talking about you. So <laughs> clearly talking about I think, you. Yeah, I think yeah, you need to give Although yourself I do like more to keep credit. That when when their show too, I was like, tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> you guys are too That's kind, but <laughs> we're incredibly excited ourselves. Um, and so, just so you know, um, so our listeners know. I mean, in addition to all the great shows that you all have on your network, our shows going forward will be distributed through the American Shoreline uh, Podcast Network as well on a week-to-week basis. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, and it's so cool because, uh, you know, I'm hoping we get a chance to play some of the best of Delta Dispatches because you guys have done <laughs> about 80 shows and I've listened to a ton of it and there's just so many good shows that you guys have done. So. And I'm we, for a greatest hits opportunity. We, we have some funny greatest hits. We do a Christmas episode where we make all of our friends call back in and they get like 30 <laughs> seconds. And so, um, but occasionally we skip over some very important people that we love. <laughs> the guests of Del- Dispatches past. So, yes, yeah. yes. We would love to share guests too. That's of interest to us. I mean, certainly we have some friends, some really great friends uh, here in Louisiana that are running the state's coastal program or even within the city of New Orleans that are doing work too. So we're happy to share guests as long we can steal some of yours as well we would love that to happen you know i think one of the most important things about bringing you guys to the network is introducing the work that's going on in in louisiana to our national audience and getting some of the the ideas that that are happening down there bouncing them off of our hosts uh and and broadening the conversation that's really what it's all about for us and we look forward to uh, to some vibrant conversations in the future. So tell us again all the um, places where you can find the information. Coastalnewstoday.com is our website. Uh, it is updated every day, expertly curated news. And, of course, our analysis is on the American Shoreline Podcast Network. You can subscribe to the American Shoreline Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can get, you can subscribe to get the, I was talking about it earlier, y'all call it the Daily Blast, right? So every day? Right. Every so day. The Daily Blast is, uh, is a, a free subscription service for the Daily Blast is through Coastal News Today. Uh, there's a subscribe button in the upper right-hand corner. Thank you, Tyler, for building that in. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we need, you can subscribe on the website. Catch us on Facebook at Coastal News Today. Also, the American Shoreline Podcast Network on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn and and on uh, Twitter at Coastal360 is our uh, tag is our tag. Well, great, and we want to talk about what's coming up, um, you know, so that people will be excited to go and subscribe, and um, you know, they have a sense of what's to come. But we're heading into one more break, so if you don't mind sticking around, we will be right back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM and Delta We'll be right back. ESPN Network, coastal news for the pelagic-minded.
And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Laws with Restore or Retreat. And we have Tyler and Peter from American Shoreline Podcast Network and Coastal News Today on the line. But first, we have to get our Coastal Stat of the Week. Simone, you're a, a segment late with the Coastal Stat of the Week. That's I, okay. I we'll wrote it at you. least this time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, better late than never. So what is our Coastal stat of the week. The Mississippi runs the spine of America, touching 10 states and draining waters from 21 more. A fast waterway with a rich mythology. (laughs) That hurts my throat a little bit. Sometimes a powerful beauty and always an alarming propensity to flood. Nearly 30 locks and dams hold water back on the river's upper reaches. Levees course at thousands of miles of river banks and guess how many bridges cross it? Uh, 125. 170 bridges cross or rise above its 2,350 mile path. You learn something new every day, huh, guys? Do you know what um, Mississippi means? Uh, The young lady version of (laughs) Mississippi? It's fine. Is it a Native American word? It's the Native American word for the father of waters. Oh. And it, it's because it's start. I mean, it clearly. You should have saved that for our coastal uh, stat of the week. Okay, you didn't hear that. That'll be <laughs> in right. a month. We'll come back with that stat. <laughs> All right, Peter Tyler, we were uh, talking about where to find you guys before the break. Tell us one more time the right info where um, you can find Twitter, website, all that kind of stuff. Uh, on Twitter yeah. at Coastal News three sixty five. Coastal News three sixty five. CoastalNewsToday dot com. And uh, on Twitter and Apple and all the pod places, search for the American Shoreline Podcast Network, and you'll get all the shows under one one subscription. So, how did you say that? Uh, where, the conversation wherever you get your pod. Wherever you get your pod. (laughs) So, guys, tell us uh, a little bit about what y'all have coming up. Well, we have some great content coming up on the network. uh, you know, tomorrow we're going to be uh, dropping a show on Next Gen Waterfronts with Dan Martin discussing uh, marinas and the economic activities of marinas across America's shoreline and some of the trends that we're seeing in coastal development. Really great show. I'm sure your listeners would really dig that one. And on Friday, uh, we're going to have a, our fishery show coming back online, uh, the Catch Curve podcast with Robert Jones of the Environmental Defense uh, Fund. We have some friends over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be, he's hosting a show on Fisheries 101, Fisheries Management 101, an introduction to understanding the world of fisheries management. So if you knew nothing about the world of fisheries (laughs) management, you could listen to this show and have a pretty good understanding of what fishery managers do every day. That could be the new thing you learned that day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just to give, it, give you guys a local plug, his guests are the public information officer from the Gulf Fisheries Management Council, but also the assistant secretary for uh, fisheries and wildlife at the Louisiana Department of Fish and Wildlife, or Wildlife and Fisheries, I believe is how it's said down in Louisiana. That's right. So uh, a Gulf angle and a Gulf focus on the Catch Curve podcast with Robert Jones. Very good. Very on good. Friday. And y'all were mentioning a film vessel. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, we're really excited to be headed to 
the International Ocean Film Festival this year in San Francisco in March. Uh, we will be having, uh, on Monday's American Shoreline podcast, our Monday show, we will be having the executive director, Anna Blanco, on the show. Um, and we will be doing a number of shows from the festival with filmmakers. Oh, we need to do um, that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing. I mean, film is such a powerful tool to tell the story of the American shoreline and any shoreline for that matter. Uh, so it'll be so cool to, to see what these filmmakers are doing and, and what they've been working on. Yeah, I definitely look forward to catching that episode. I mean, we've had some involvement with film festivals. We sponsored the New Orleans Film Festival last year and some others would agree, like, you know, in terms of reaching people and telling these important stories about what's happening on our shores and our coasts, um, it's such a powerful medium. So looking forward to what comes out of that. And I hope you'll have some free time to make it up to Point Reyes after your film festival in San Francisco. Well, I'd love that. That would be you amazing. Know, the, the, uh, <laughs> it would be super because the elephant seals are there right now and they just camped out on a new beach in, in Point Reyes National Park. So yeah, I'd love, it. I'd love to get up there. It is a spectacular. Well, when y'all come to New Orleans, <laughs> when you come back to New Orleans, <laughs> and, uh, and we go see, is it Peter's son at, at the Ace? Yes. Then we're going to drive down to the beach. We're going to drive down to Caminata, and we're going to see some piping plovers. Ooh, oh, we might find a black rail. Uh, I don't know what that means. That so just you sounds... won't find a black rail on I'm just throwing out all the important birds. I know <laughs> enough about birds to know that. But we might see some least turns. Least and, turns. Yeah, Ta. there we go. Ta. But yeah, we would love black to have you come down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we'd love to have you come down to New Orleans. Obviously, you know, you're welcome. We would try to do something fun. So not yeah. just record in the studio. We might go somewhere fun like Whiskey Island mm-hmm. or... Caminata. Davis Palm. We'll take you on a boat anywhere. We'll do a little flyover. Maybe in a plane, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, thank you both for coming on the show. We're really excited about this partnership, and and we hope that we can contribute as much as we think that uh, we'll get from you guys at the American Shoreline Podcast Network. I did already subscribe to my Daily Blast. Thank you. So I can um, have more show content than you. Shock. Uh huh. Thank you guys for helping me get the one up on him. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, but again, we look forward to this partnership with you guys, and we look forward to seeing you in New Orleans sometime soon. Thank you so much, Shock and Simone, and we are just really excited and looking forward to it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll Thank have a great uh, you know trip out to San Francisco, and good luck with the shows. And we'll be in touch and have you back on soon. So, Simone, what else is going it's on Valentine's in the world? Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I know. Will, I, I, will you be my Valentine? Oh, will you be my Galentine? Somebody <laughs> told me that the other day. I love that. Um, well, ironically, on Valentine's Day, we can talk about some crush events. See what I did there. See what I did there. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, it took me a moment. <laughs> yeah, crush is continuing. Um, they're doing a planting out at Acres, Louisiana. Um, and that's this Friday and Saturday from 9 to 4 p.m. So go on to crcl.org to learn more and sign up. And our friends at Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation no crab trap left ghosted. I love it. I love it. I think They're I kind of never up understood the it. Derelict but... crab, crab trap rodeo. <laughs> yeah, well, too large. Yeah. So wildlife and fisheries Saturday. are helping out. So, um, you know, they collect these traps that have been abandoned. They're a nuisance and they can, you know, uh, clog up the waterways. And so um, they, it's always amazing how much they actually pick up uh, from doing rodeos like that. But that is uh, out of Doolarge, Louisiana, this Saturday at 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can go online to register. Uh, I think our friends at Bitnep are doing that, actually, with uh, 
Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, you can go to the CRCL website to find out more information about the crush planning. They had an advocacy workshop uh, earlier this week, so we're going to yep. keep you posted about when there's more activities for crush in the area. And also there's a CPRA meeting. Their monthly CPRA meeting is actually going to be here in New Orleans um, for February. It's going to be um, February 20th at 9.30 a.m. Uh, at the Pavilion of Two Sisters in City Park. Mm, they've had it there before. Yeah, they remember. have. Yeah. They have it. They do a little um, take it on the road a couple of times. They'll be in Homa this summer, and they usually go out to southwest Louisiana. They made a project announcement about that uh, earlier this week. But uh, just a reminder that comments are being taken on um, coastal master plan projects. If you have an idea, um, go to coastal.la.gov. They'll tell you what kind of projects that they're looking for for the 2023 master plan. Uh, And then uh, they're also still taking comments on the annual plan, which is how they spend their money um, for this year and for the next two years. The master plan projects are due on March 1st and the annual plan comments are due on March 9th. And if you haven't already, go check out our awesome ad, RestoreTheCoast.org. Tons of people uh, in there. You someone's can see them. kids are in the ad. Mm-hmm. I think Simone. If you blink at the end, you miss them. <laughs> um, but also tell us why coastal restoration matters to you. I love We've the gotten testimonies. so many good responses from people all over the state telling us. Victoria had an amazing yes, one. And we're going to deliver it to our elected officials in a few months so they know what you think. So about where can the they coast. do that again? RestoreTheCoast.org. You can see the ad and you can also uh, submit and let us know what, what you think. Well, that was another great show. We'll see you next week on Delta Dispatches. Have a great one.